few months ago I was in a shul and the rabbi's talking about the Shema. He's talking about the Shema. He's saying they do everything the Shema, Hashem. Not only for any, not for Elam Haba, not for and the others, this one in Davramach did, did it for this reason, that reason, and you have to be Mams or Shema. Bigger than Davramach, bigger than Avram. <laughs> so basically, I was thinking, Mamish, this rub gets up, and he pulls the whole engine out of the car. If there was every engine, Bakhlal, I don't even know. Most of the guys in the shul don't even have a reason, they can't even get out of the morning in the bed altogether. But if there's any guy that was able to get out of his bed, the rub just pulled the whole engine out. Nobody in this world does anything without motivation. Don't let anyone tell you anything about the Shema. It's scarring. I'm going to explain you what the Shema is all about. First, I'm going to tell you that there's no such thing as anyone doing anything ever without motivation. There's no such thing. That's why all the kids are sitting in bed. They have no motivation. The Rebbe says you have to do everything in the Shema. Okay, I'll stay in bed. The Shema means stay in bed. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. There's no such mitzvah of doing anything without motivation. Without motivation is no engine. What does the Shema mean? What does the Shema mean that the Mishnah says they should serve Hashem Shuloi Amanat Lekabel Prat? What does the Mishnah mean? I'll tell you what the Chazal says. says like this. There was one uh, old guy who who the old guy who was very rich, and he had two kids. And his kids had a discussion that we have to somehow get money out of the father before Uncle Sam takes it all away. Okay. The two kids, they were discussing. So one kid, so they both decided, uh, they, they, they lived far away from the father, the father lived in Texas, and each kid lived in a different city. They said, you know, you'll go one week, and you'll butter up the father and try to get as much money out of him. I'll go the second week. Each kid will take a different week. The first kid comes, the first week, the kid, the son comes, he drives in, comes with all his packages to his father. Fine. He comes in there, his father says, you know, I'm very thirsty, can you get me a, a coffee from the, from the Starbucks? The kid's like, oh, now's my chance. He runs to, fast he cuts to Starbucks, he gets the best coffee, he comes back to his father, he says, ta, 50 bucks. Yeah, 50 bucks. His father's like, you're charging 50 bucks? He's like, yeah, well, I'm not overcharging you. If you have to go there, if you recall, the cost service would be like $10, $15 and come back. And then I spent money. So the whole thing was $35, $40. I should make something on it. So 50 bucks. So I'm charging so much. The father says, you know something? You just get out of here. Just get out of here. He throws the kid out of here with all his pack up, all his stuff. He'll go home and lock the door. Son, he didn't make too much money. <laughs> the next week, another kid comes. The next kid comes, and and this kid had a little bit more seichel than his other brother. He comes in there, and every single day, he goes gets coffee for his father. Starbucks doesn't ask him for any money, and he does every errand. He shows his father so much av and everything. At the end of the week, he says, "Ta, I have to go back home. It's already a week." I just ask you a favor, you know, I, I'm, I live, I'm, I'm starting a new business now, I need, I need $200,000 to invest. Maybe you could help me. So I was like, of course, $200,000, you're such a good son. He writes it on a check with a smile, he gives it to him. So you have a cash on the story. You think the father is so stupid that he doesn't chop that this kid that got him 100 coffees 
you did it for that check. And the first kid, who was a Tibbish Gummer, he got thrown out of the house, he got the 50 bucks. He got thrown out of the house. And the second one, got $200,000 with a smile. How do you explain that? It's a husband's work. Husband's like this. <clears throat> the first kid told his father that he owes him 50 bucks for getting the, the coffee. He's telling his father, you should know, Tom, the fact that you brought me up and you sent me to college and did everything for me is worth absolutely nothing in my eyes. And now that you're asking for coffee, it costs 50 bucks. Just like you would call Carlos, it costs 50 bucks. He's telling his father that everything he did for me is worthless. As he's telling his father. Second son, no. I'm not asking you for any money. I'm doing all this because I love you and I'm showing a card to all the chesed you did for me. You brought me up. You're my father. I am asking you for money. I'm your son. I know you want me to take care of me. You're going to take care of me because you're my son. I'm your son. Right? He's saying, I'm just bringing the Ava out that he spent time with him. But he's not asking because he owes it to him. So Mishnah says you shouldn't serve Hashem Amnath Kabu Pras because if you tell Atadish Baruchu that I deserve Pras, how can you tell Hashem you deserve Pras? You deserve Pras? You deserve Pras for what you're doing? You're waiting for Hashem? You, you, all your misses, your Shakulul, is it could, could pay out the one day that you were born in this world? doesn't pay for anything. So if you work Amnath Kabu Pras, you're like that stupid kid that asked to swallow 50 bucks for the coffee. Masha ain't came. If you tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm working for you because it's all chesed Hashem. Everything you do for me is chesed. I'm doing enough because I deserve pride. But I know that you're going to take care of me. More. I know that when I shall suit you, you're going to take care of me more. Right? A good kid is supposed to take care of me more. You know that when you do mitzvah, Hashem will take care of you more. Chesed says you have to be teach in gemot. You have to be teach in gemot. And it's not a spirit of the Mishnah. Because you have to believe in Gemot. And that's the motivation. You have to believe in Gemot. No such thing with Shema. The Chassar is why are you thinking about the Gemot? That's the Chassar. Don't you know your father's taking care of you? When a normal kid, his father asks him something, he has to think about Gemot. Don't you realize you're living in your father's house? You have to think about Gemot. That's the Taino. Of course you're motivated by the Ritzayin Hashem, Hashem to take care of you. Because you know He's going to take care of you more if you do it. That's the Shema. Ritzayin Hashem. The Chassan is when you think about Gemot. Because you think about Gemot, you don't think Hashem's going to take care of you. That's the Chassan. You don't think He's taking care of you until now? Why? If you do His Ritzayin, He's going to take care of you less? He's take care of you more. So when a person builds a relationship with Hashem, he does the Shema, and he's motivated to serve Hashem. And then he's talking going to be a Chuay with Hashem. And then he's going to have the protection of Hashem against all Tzaras. He's not going to have any stress. He's going to be motivated. Fakert. He's going to be motivated to serve Hashem with more kaychav. And he's going to be motivated to work harder. And it's not going to be a stress on him. Why? Because he knows the payment that he's going to get from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because he's maimin and baiteach that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not going to let him down.